Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This is Michael Rapport. You are now listening to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I am back from stuffing my face over Thanksgiving weekend. Today, on a brand new episode, we are talking about going to see Creed 2. It was fucking fantastic. Steph Curry got into a little fender bender, but where's the asshole? Where's the motherfucker that ran into Steph Curry at? I want his head. Mark Zuckerberg, you fuck. You suspended me on Facebook again. Well, now you're getting Willie hutched. All that and more on a brand new banging, hour-long, lovely I Am Rappaport stereo podcast. Miles Jordan, let me get something real nice, something real proper to start this puppy off. Ah. Fellas, confidence is important. Your confidence is important. My Confidence is important, and sometimes one change can make all the difference in the world. Hair Club knows this. Hair Club understands this, and they are inviting you to be part of the Hair Club family to see how getting the most of your hair can change your life. I have hair issues. It happens as we get a little older. The hair gets wacky. It gets weird. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. Years, whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair or learn about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants will craft a personalized solution to ensure you feel your best. Fellas, the hair loss struggle is real and can be emotional, but Hair Club is the solution to luscious locks. Go to hairclub.com champ. Today for a free analysis and a free take-home hair care kit, all valued over $300. That's hairclub.com slash champ. Brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Have no fear. My name is... 
Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jeff Ruland of podcasting, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, and so on and so forth. I am so glad to be back on the golden mics of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Listen, I hope everybody had a fantastic break. I hope everybody ate like the pigs that they are. Women, children, and men. Of course, you're supposed to stuff your fucking pie holes over the Thanksgiving Day break, but now it's over. Thanksgiving is over. Okay? Black Friday is over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about fucking Black Friday, Cyber Saturday. I don't know. Lynchpin Monday. Toss your salad Tuesday. It's done. The fucking spam emails, the spam phone calls, the sales phone calls. Are you interested in saving money on Black Friday? How the fuck did you get my phone number? Everything's on sale, but everything's a fucking scam. They're stroking you in the front and they're jamming you up the back. I don't trust any of it. The emails, the phone calls, it's done. Listen, Thanksgiving is fantastic. Family, friends, it's all great. It's all fantastic. But now, but now it's over. I don't want to hear anything more about the fucking sales. They got charge cords, ski jackets, surfboards, any single thing, toilet paper sales. I don't, I'm done. Don't, don't, I don't want to hear any more about the fucking sales. We're moving forward. It's over. I had a great break myself. I went away to the desert near Palm Springs. I didn't even bring the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast microphones. And let me tell you something. There was at least two to three serious, serious near emergency podcasts that I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't couldn't do anything about it because I didn't have the microphones with me. But uh, I, I had to I had to decompress. Everybody needs a break. I needed a break. And, and I'm, I'm sure the fans needed a break from me, but here we are today. But I decompressed. I was out. I don't know if the desert has something natural in the, in the crystals or the sand or whatever. It just sucks the fucking life out of you. I didn't think about anything. I didn't think about anything until Tuesday night. Tuesday night, as I articulated on the last I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast in great detail, I was planning on going to see Creed 2 on Thanksgiving Day. That's a fact. Thursday, the 22nd, Thanksgiving Day, I was planning, I had my plans all laid out to go see Creed 2 first screen. Tuesday night, November 20th, a uh, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast uh, ben Bowler, he texts me, bro, I just went to go see Creed 2. Shit's so dope. Have you seen it yet? I'm like, have I seen it yet? The shit's not even out yet. He's like, bro, I went to a private screening with Michael B. Jordan. He had a private screening. You're going to fucking love it. I go, wait a fucking minute, asshole. First of all, Ben Baller, why didn't you invite me? Number one. Number two, was Sly there? That's exactly what I texted this fuck. He says, ha, 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 ha. He didn't answer my first question. Second question, he tells me, yes, Sly was there for Creed 2. I go, you motherfucker. He said, you're going to fucking love it. I go, well, I can't wait to see it. I'm going Thursday morning, first thing. He says, bro, it opens tomorrow. Wednesday the 21st, I go, oh shit. Get on my phone, check my phone. Lo and behold, I was wrong. The movie opened on Wednesday the 21st, not on Thursday the 22nd, Thanksgiving. I tell my wife, I go, listen, 
I tell our friends that we are staying with in the desert, listen, uh, guys, I'm going to see Creed tomorrow morning at 10.05 a.m. First screening. Day one, screening one. They're like, oh, well, yeah. But I'm like, listen, ah, bah, bah, yeah. I don't give a fuck if you come with me or not. Listen, tickets on me. Popcorn and candy on me. They're like, popcorn and candy. It's going to be 10.05 in the morning. I go, I don't give a fuck if it's 3.05 in the morning. When I go to see Creed 2, I'm jamming milk duds down my throat. I'm jamming M&Ms down my throat. And I'm eating Twizzlers the entire screening of the movie. I'm getting myself the biggest Coca-Cola they have. And I'm enjoying the experience. Again, sweetheart, my wife, I would love for you to join me. I tell my friends, Alan and Tammy, I would love for you to join me. But if you don't want to come, no sweat off my back. I know we had plans to go on a hike. Fuck all that dumb shit. I'm going to see Creed 10.05 in the morning on Wednesday, day one, screening one, period. It's your decision to come with me or not. They're all, I said, listen, make your mind up. No offense. No problem. I'll Uber there. I'll jog there. I have no problem. You know how I get down. I'm going to the theater in a sweatshirt with some sweatpants, and I'm bringing a towel to keep around my neck a la Rocky Balboa, Rocky one. So they smartly decided to join me to screening one, day one, Creed. And I have to tell you right now, if you haven't seen Creed 2, go see the movie. I was totally fulfilled. It gave me every single fucking thing you could possibly want from the eighth Rocky movie. This is the longest running franchise ever. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck Superman. Rocky Balboa. He spits on all of them. This is the eighth movie. The first movie came out in 1976. That's 42 fucking years ago. Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. Get the fuck out of here with your funny looking face. Why was Tobey Maguire ever Spider-Man? I have no fucking clue. That's one of the biggest con jobs ever. How the fuck did Tobey Maguire get to play Spider-Man? But this ain't about fucking Spider-Man. This is about Rocky Balboa and Creed. It is excellent. It's excellent. And I realized, I realized Rocky... Because this, going to see Creed reinvigorated, and it's not hard to do. Let's be honest. It's not hard to reinvigorate anything doing with Rocky in me. I'm down for the crown 24-7, 365 since I first saw the first movie. We could talk about Rocky at nauseam. And, 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 And that leads me to this. We're doing the Rappaport Rocky Chronicles. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast has a soft plan. I haven't quite figured it out, but we're doing it. And we're doing it in the next two weeks to walk through every single Rocky movie. And we're bringing in special guests. Okay? We're bringing in special guests. Okay? We are going to walk through every single Rocky film. Now, let me tell you something. Apollo Creed, the actor Carl Weathers, he's alive. Talia Shire, Adrian, of course, she's alive. Burt Young, he's alive. Played Paulie. Ivan Drago, who I just told you I just met, talked about it on the last I Am Rap Poor Stereo podcast. He's alive. Milo Ventimiglia, who played Rocky's son in Rocky V, he's alive. The only one out of the group, Mr. T, he's alive. I'm not saying I'm going to get all these people. I'm just saying they are all alive. Brigitte Nielsen, she's alive. The only person... The only main character out of all the Rocky films who passed is the great Burgess Meredith, uh, who, of course, played Mickey and who is also uh, one of the founders and forefathers of the Stick Man Hall of Fame. But let me just say this. 
Creed is fantastic, and I realized Rocky One is, in fact, a holiday film. Of course, uh, in Rocky One, or just called Rocky, Paulie uh, took the turkey out of the oven and threw it into the backyard. He infamously said, you want some bird? Go in the alley and eat some bird. I want you out of this house. And then Rocky and Adrian, they went on their first date where they went ice skating, where Adrian ice skated, and Rocky walked around the rink because he can't skate, because he couldn't skate, and the rest is the rest is history. We're going to go into all those details on the Rocky Rappaport Chronicles going forward. But Creed II, um, it's like a slow pitch. It's seriously like, it's like going to McDonald's, Burger King, um, a home-cooked meal. You know what you're going to get. It's not going to be any different from the last time, but it's going to make you feel fantastic. You know what's coming. You, you know the beats. You try to avoid them, but you just can't. I probably was crying in the first 20 minutes. I cried multiple times during, during Creed 2, multiple times. At one point, I had to contain myself so I didn't like, like heave cry. Which is, which is embarrassing. A grown man shouldn't heave cry at, at any film. No film. No film deserves, maybe Schindler's List. Maybe something like Schindler's List should make a grown man heave cry. I'm not talking about like a little tear comes down here. I'm talking about <gasps> like that shit. That almost happened to me in Creed 2. My wife, she cried. My friends, they also cried, but not like me. They, 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 you know, they, they, maybe their tears welled up in their eyes. Nah, not like me. I'm fully, fully invested in Creed 2. Rocky Balboa is as Americana as baseball, apple pie, chocolate and vanilla ice cream, whatever the fuck you equate with Americana. He's so good. Sylvester Stallone is so good at playing that character. And why shouldn't he be? He's been playing the fucking character on and off for 42 fucking years. Do you understand that the first film came out in 1976? Do you understand how long he's been playing this character? He's got that shit down to a fucking science. And he knows how to turn it up, turn it down, and manipulate and I'm not using manipulate as a bad word. He knows how to manipulate the audience's emotions through the character of Rocky, and it works like a fucking charm. And I am the easiest of the easy cells there are out there. Michael B. Jordan was fantastic. The girl who plays his uh, wife or girlfriend, great. Drago. Ivan Drago is back. I'm not giving away any secrets. Let me tell you something, people. Let me tell you something. There are some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cameos in Creed 2. Trust me. Trust me. There are some fantastic cameos in Creed 2. But we all know Drago is back. His son is back. And I'll just say this. Creed 2, in my opinion, in my, in my opinion, now, I've only seen it one time, and I was like, I was whacked out of my fucking tree. Seriously, on Milk Duds, a ginormous Coca-Cola, Twizzlers, and M&Ms. I was fucking hyped to go see this, as you could tell. You could probably hear it in my voice that I was excited to go see it. That's, that's not hard to tell. Um, it lives up to all the things I wanted, all my expectations, and more. And, and in my opinion, I'm going to see the movie again in the theater, and then, of course, I'll watch it endlessly over and over and over on uh, iTunes or maybe I'll get the screener because it's screener time. You know, uh, big time actors like myself, we get these all the movies sent to us. We call them screeners. That's what the uh, big time actors call them, industry people. But I honestly think that Creed 2 somehow, someway is even better than Creed I'm telling you, I don't know how the fuck they keep doing it, but they the thing is they're not trying to flip the script. Uh, they give you the straightforward formula, and it just it just works. It just fucking works. Michael B. Jordan is a fucking star. Shout out to my main man, Wood Harris, who's got a nice supporting part in the film. Need to get him on the podcast um, and talk all things Rocky, all things Creed 2 with him. Um, 
But listen, I give it five fists up. Five fists up. I highly recommend it. I'm trying to start a Rocky group. Now, I don't know if there's that many fucking lunatics out there like me uh, who are grown-ups who want to participate in it. Um, I know that I'm a little extreme, but I would like to find like some sort of Rocky form. Now, I, I don't think I'll be able to do this face-to-face. -face. If anybody has any suggestions how we can do this online, like a shared group or some sort of like, but I don't want to just do like messages. I want to like, we all talk like, you know, we act out scenes, something, something. Cause I want to, my wife, she's like, oh, she talked about it with me for 15 minutes. And then that was the end of the, the discussion. She didn't want to keep going on. And I was like, well, what about that scene? Uh, what scene did you cry the hardest in? Like she didn't, she didn't want, she had enough to them. It's a movie. They like it. They enjoy it. And they, they move on for most people. It's like that. I get that, but I live it. I breathe it. I don't question it. I don't question it. There are two things, little things that I wanted from the movie that I will not discuss now. I want everybody to see it. I don't want to give anything away. I want everybody to enjoy it uh, because from the bottom of my heart, it's just a great movie going experience and I had a great time seeing it and no, Ben Baller, you fuck you. Uh, I didn't get to go to the fancy uh, slick dick Michael B. Jordan private screening with Sylvester Stallone, and to be totally honest, I don't think I could have handled that. I literally do not think I could have handled that. Yes, I worked with Sylvester Stallone for about three months. Three fucking months on Copland. Yes, he did scenes for me from any and every Rocky film that I chose. And I would do Rocky and he would play the other characters. I've talked about it at nauseum. But as much as I got to talk to him about Rocky, honestly, I had to be professional. I had to be a professional. So yeah, we would talk about Rocky, but at the end of the day, we're there to do Copland. If I got to watch Creed 2 with Sylvester Stallone, I don't think my fucking heart would take it. I think I would, I don't think I could take it. I think I would literally fucking pass out. That's it for Creed 2, for now, for now. Because the Rocky, uh, Rappaport, the Rocky I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Chronicles are coming and there will be special guests. I want to give a shout out to friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Paul Wall, baby. OG Paul Wall from Houston, um, who got into a car accident over the holiday weekend. And uh, fortunately, he's okay. His family is okay. Uh, but I heard about it online. I was a little late, um, but uh, I want to give a shout out to him. Thank God you're okay. Thank God your family is okay. Um, and as you know, Paul Wall is uh, has become an I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week connoisseur. Connoisseur, not to be confused with the Sick Fuck of the Week whisperer, my guy Mike Schaefer, and not to be confused with any of the other fans who send in uh, endless, endless suggestions for sick fucks of the week. But OG Paul Wall um, has really latched onto that and has a has a he has got a he's got a nose for it. He sniffs them out and he sends them to me. Uh, but thank God you're okay, um, and uh, thank God your family is okay. Thank God your son is okay, and thank God that everybody in that what is it called the uh, splinter van? He was in a splinter van and got t-boned by some fuck down in Houston. And, and that's my biggest fear over the holiday weekend is, is accidents for people, for myself, for everybody else. Because you hear about those terrible accidents that happen over the holidays. And, and, you know, there's drunk driving, there's excitement, there's stress, there's traffic, and these terrible things happen. So thank God he's okay. Also over the holiday weekend, a couple of days ago, Steph Curry got into a, a, an accident um, in his Porsche on his way to shoot around. And fortunately, he's okay. Uh, this happened in the Bay Area. He, his car was a little dinged up. Um, I think the, the fender came off, uh, and, but he's totally fine. But could you imagine being the fucking jerk off that runs into Steph Curry in San Francisco? The asshole. The fucking dummy. The dumb fuck. Who gets into a car accident, you get into a car accident, and as you get out to go, I'm sorry, you realize, holy shit, it's the fucking golden child himself, Steph Curry. You must have felt like such an asshole, you dumb fuck you. 
Were you texting and driving? What the fuck are you doing? Steph Curry's on the road and you run into him, asshole? Steph Curry, whose last name rhymes with flurry. Thank God he's okay. I would love to find the prick that rammed into Steph Curry on the way to practice. He's already coming off an injury. Like, I think he's got a hammy or like a tweak something. No big deal. Next day, the last thing we need is this fucking guy to be out uh, six to eight weeks with whiplash because some prick doesn't know how to drive. I am Rappaport Podcast. A lot of good hip-hop has come out in the last few days. Uh, this record, still 1982. By my guy, Static Selector, who's produced for everybody. Action Bronson, Sean Price, Prodigy, tons of people. Another sort of like, you know, known but not totally known, but very, very well-respected producer. Static Selector and Terminology, another dope dude. I don't want to say underground, just one of those guys that like, you know, if you know, you know type of dude. They came out with a dope-ass... A record called Still 1982 with a bunch of people rocking on there, a bunch of people rhyming on there. My favorite joint on this record so far is called It's On You with my man Fame, little fame of MOP and some chick named Haley Supreme. Yo, play a little bit of that, Miles. Still 1982 from Static Selector and Terminology. I like this record. This record is dope. You should check it out. It's like low-key smackers. Slow-mo smackers. Definitely check this record out. And then for me, the much-anticipated follow-up to Black Thought of the Roots' first record this year called Streams of Thought Volume 1, which was produced... By the great Ninth Wonder, who also put out a record, a collab record over the weekend, which is dope. It's dope also. Some like dope hip-hop, R&B type of shit. That record's called Ninth Wonder Presents Jamala is the Squad, Volume 2. Bunch of dope people are on that. Conway, Farrell Monch. Everybody knows Farrell Monch. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Get the fuck up. Da, 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 da. Simon says, get the fuck up. Buster Rhymes is on it. Rhapsody is on it. J. Cole is on it. Black Thought is on it. That's a dope record. But Streams of Thought Volume 2 with Black Thought. And this time, Salam Remy, who's a dope. Another guy is a dope. Pro- Listen, I don't expect everybody to know all the producers. I certainly do not know all the producers. Salam Remy's produced a lot of shit. A bunch of bangers for Nas. He's worked with Common. He's worked with fucking Most Def, Talib Kweli. He's been putting out shit for years. Bangers. Jay-Z. I mean, he's he's just like one of these dudes you don't really see. You don't, you don't really know about. He's dope. So Streams of Thought, Volume 2, with Black Thought and Salam Remy is out. It's dope. You know, I love the first record, Streams of Thought, Volume 1. This shit is Smacker City. Punchers. My favorite joint off that so far is this joint called Streets. 
Miles, play a little bit of that Streets from Streams yeah. of Thought, Volume 2. That shit hard. I said, my cranium is vibranium. My brain is um uranium and titanium. 45s who aiming them, organize the stadium. Tell them, take cover, I warned you not to play with them. Them borderline war crimes, you gotta wait with them. Who came to save the day and brought the K with them? To read the people's chant from the equal team, trying to keep it clean. Long as all my people solid dean, I've been in the music scene. Long as out of leads, making salaries, still accumulating calories, demonstrating how to breathe. Senegalese, Genovese, I've been a reason to freeze. Read G's in the league on my own, getting cheese. I will hurt Hercules. I will murk most of the scenes. I'm the last one to show up, the first one to leave the crime scene. The I've seen, salon theme, the ridiculous rhyme scheme. The stick to the grind gene, the hell with the hygiene. It's a dirty bomb, word is 7:30 time. Disaster level 9/11 meets 11:9. Catastrophe beyond incredible. I redefine the seventh sign. Fast hysteria, mass hysteria from Damascus, Syria to Middle America school. Cafeterias and cul-de-sacs. I told you that the boss is back. So hip-hop is not dead. There's a lot of good shit out there, and I'm enjoying it. And you know I'm one of the uh, big-time frontline shit talkers to say that hip-hop is dead when I feel like it's just stagnant and whack. Um, what else is going on? The other day, the BET Soul Train Awards gave my girl, I love fucking Erica Badu. They gave her an award. Erica Badu performed. And Erica Badu is just a bad motherfucker, man. She's just a badass motherfucker. I was listening to Erica Badu all day today in the car, um, driving around crowded-ass, traffic-ridden, riddled uh, Los Angeles. And um, do not take Erica Badu for granted. Definitely uh, go through the Erica Badu catalog uh, because it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't age. Shit's just dope. And she's just a unique cool person well i've actually never met her but we're friends like we're like text friends and facetime friends um and we have mutual friends in in common but i just i fucking love erica badu and and uh, she performed at the bet soul train awards and you could probably catch it on youtube it shit's dope she 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 never she's never not good live what else is going on there's i got a yo i got a lot to talk about <laughs> i got a lot to fucking talk about some things i just can't even talk about I beat the shit. I beat the shit out of a guy named Brent. Brent Hatley from the Howard Stern Show. If you listen to the Howard Stern Show, you know who this fucking guy is. And if you don't listen to the Howard Stern Show and you could give two shits about fantasy football, this has really nothing to do with fantasy football. Me beating the shit out of this guy, Brent, in fantasy football has... Very little to do with fantasy football and a whole bunch of things that have to do with the human condition, human behavior. Fantasy football will reveal the basic, basic qualities of human behavior and the human condition. This fuck, bald Brent, this bald motherfucker, he's got a, a calloused bald head. Okay, and he thinks he knows everything. He threatens to do citizens arrests. He's one of those fucking guys. Now, now I think he's a good guy. I've known him uh, at the Howard Stern show for years. Always been cool with me. Always been very nice to me. And 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 to be honest, his team got out to a big lead on my team. Of course, my team is named uh, Rappaport's Delight, aka There Will Be Blood, aka That Thing's Big, aka Make It Stop. Uh, make it stop, a.k.a. take it out. That's the name of my team. Um, I'll be honest, I thought his team was going to win. I needed a miracle. I needed some great play from some great players. Lo and behold, I got great play from great players. But before that, Button Dick Brent, that's his new name. Button Dick Brent was talking all kinds of shit. I'm going to shut you up. We're going to beat your fucking ass. You know you're going to lose this, that, and the motherfucking third. Well, lo and behold, button dick Brent 
Things change real fast in fantasy football, and they changed real fast this weekend, didn't they, you fuck? My team came back like a fucking bad motherfucking cough, like the plague, to fuck you. Fucked his team down. Then he started, so I'm start texting him. I'll be honest. I started texting Brent, bald-headed Brent, and I started saying, uh, you know, what I say. I start to say things. I started to say, I've just taken your brown star. I'm opening up your balloon knot. He's like, whoa, those things are weird. Like, those things are gay. Are you homophobic? I'm like, I'm not homophobic. I'm telling you that I'm violating you sexually right now. How could that be homophobic? I'm enjoying myself. Maybe, maybe you're homophobic because you're not comfortable with what's happening right now, which is me all up in your ass. Are you uncomfortable with that? Because I'm totally comfortable with the fact that I took your brown star. I'm totally comfortable with the fact that you walked away leaking. Listen, I don't want to get any more graphic than I just did. But fantasy football brings out this kind of behavior. It, it, it really sort of accentuates... The good, the bad, and the ugly in the human behavior. I personally think his behavior was ugly. I personally think his behavior was bad. I call Brent, button dick Brent, uh, we call him a sore loser with a sore asshole. Boom. Ha 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 You fuck you. My team beat him so bad that last night for Monday Night Football, three of my players, I could have benched them. I came back and beat him from such a deficit that I could have pulled three of my players. I, I, I beat him seven players to 10. Okay, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know is that I beat Button Dick Brent. And I call him now Button Dick Brent Berry. Because I said, listen, little snowflake, you little snowflake fuck. You want to whine and cry? Quit the fucking league. Quit the league, snowflake, you little melting fucking snowflake. Just quit. 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 Complaining about everything. I said, you if you if you beat me, you wouldn't be complaining, you fuck, would you? No, you wouldn't be complaining if you beat the gringo man dingo. If you beat Rappaport's delight, you'd be celebrating in the street. Your life would not be any better. And I thought you were gonna beat me. Thought this motherfucker was gonna beat me, but that is the beauty of fantasy football. Never give up. Never fucking give up because when the tide turns, it's a fucking tsunami of fantasy football points. Shit. So the other thing that happened, you like that transition? I just go from fantasy football to the other thing that happened. Hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta snap out of it at some point. Got to fucking snap out of it at some point. This whole Dwight Howard situation um, that people have been, have been uh, you need to do something, you need to say something, you need to rant about this. Listen, Duke, I ain't got jack shit to say about this Dwight Howard situation. Uh, whoever doesn't know about Dwight Howard situation that's went down and doesn't know who Dwight Howard is, uh, I can't help you with that. Uh, but long story short, Dwight Howard is a NBA star. He's sort of at the end of his career, but he's a star. He at one point was probably top two, top three uh, biggest stars in the NBA. Certainly, like, you know, a candidate for a Hall of Fame uh, induction at some point. But we're not talking about his on-the-court uh, stuff right now. We're talking about some of the off-the-court rumors that have come up. Uh, in the last 72 hours, we don't know if it's true. This is the most ratchet, low-down, dirty, gutter shit that I think I've ever heard about in sports. I mean, this is some low-down ratchet at the bottom of the mud. Like, this is like the shit in the mud. Uh, there's a rumor going around, uh, some voicemails going around uh, with a transsexual. I could give a fuck about the transsexuality. I, I, I support everybody. I've said it once. i said it a million times. I grew up in New York City, okay? Been around transsexuals, homosexuals, trisexuals pansexuals my entire life what you do is what you do i could give a mother fuck but the internet damn near broke 
there was a, uh, a transsexual, I don't even know this person's name, who was saying she was being threatened because she has had a relationship or a phone sex relationship or a texting, sexting relationship with Dwight Howard or there's been some transsexual parties that Dwight Howard was been at and now she's getting threatened. This, that, and the other, and there's some voicemails, and his pastor, I don't even know what, what, I can't even make heads or tails of this shit. I can't even make heads or motherfucking tails of this nonsense, and I don't care. It's so messy, and the crazy thing is, it came and then it went, no Bruno, and, and, and now it's back again. But it's, it's just beyond the scope of anything that I could even wrap my head around to talk shit about. It's so crabs in a motherfucking bucket. I can't even wrap my fucking head around it. But if you want any more information on it, look it up. Look up Dwight Howard 611 Power Bottom. That's what they're calling them. A fucking Power Bottom. Those aren't my words. That's what the internet is calling Dwight Howard, NBA Power Forward. They're calling him a Power Bottom. And you make heads or tails of this shit because I got nothing to say about it. I am Rappaport Podcast. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Betting on sports makes everything a little bit more interesting. I am giving you my favorite NFL picks of the week at sportsbetcollective.com with commentary you will not find anywhere else. The first pick is free. And sign up for the newsletter with free weekly picks from top experts giving you a great betting advantage on the latest NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, and hockey games that are going on right now. I am joined by a credible cast of sports media experts, professional sports bettors, retired athletes, and sports-obsessed entertainers. So whether you are a seasoned shark or a total sports bet beginner, sportsbetcollective.com provides an affordable way to help you beat the odds no matter what the size of the bet is. Catch all of my picks, and you know I don't play. You know I win You know the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Think Tank always wins when it comes to sports. Go to sportsbetcollective.com. Bookmark that shit. Trust me. So I finished this Clinton Affair documentary, six-part documentary on A&E, which I talked about uh, watching the first or second episode the other day with Monica Lewinsky. Um, and I highly recommend this shit. It's dope. It's very well done. It's not boring at all. It's informative and it doesn't talk over the layman. I am the layman. I am the brick when it comes to politics. That rhymed. I am a brick when it comes to politics. That's the chorus to a new song. Um, I don't know anything. I know fucking nothing. So this Um, is very informative, and the centerpiece is, of course, the Monica Lewinsky affair. Um, But then it just breaks down um, everything that was going on around Clinton, everything that was kind of uh, going on, not everything, a lot of things that were going on before Bill Clinton was president, and how this affair um, was the centerpiece of what inevitably got Bill Clinton uh, impeached. The motherfucker got impeached. So I I really highly recommend it because it's just, you know, for all the shit that's going on, I'm trying to educate myself because I I haven't been Mr. Politics at all. And that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. That's just my truth. I haven't, you know, I don't know shit about politics, but you know how I feel about Dick Stane, Donald Trump and all that stuff. So it's good to, I think, educate yourself and and learn and just kind of get some history and context and all that stuff. And the Clinton Affair, the A&E documentary, it's probably on demand. It's probably replaying. It's very, very good. And the one thing that I did learn and that I did realize from this, which is like six six pieces, six parts. I believe it's six plus hours. I don't think each one. It's not 12 hours. Like, yeah, six plus hours. Um, and again, it's not boring at all. And it's not highfalutin. It's very basic. And all the people are in it. That fuck Ken Starr is in it. Paula Tripp. Remember her? Big nose Paula Trip. Yeah, I call her Big Nose Paula Trip. I don't like her. I don't like her agenda. 
And, and I'm, I don't like her agenda based on the six hours that I just watched. Fucking bald Ken Starr. and like him or his fucking goblet turkey neck. Um, Bill Clinton is a motherfucker. Hillary Clinton is a motherfucker. Yo, Bill Clinton is a motherfucker, boy. He's a motherfucker, man. But the thing that uh, that I did take away from it is, number one, Monica Lewinsky, um, she didn't do anything wrong besides sleeping with a married man. And uh, she was young. And listen, I ain't judging that shit, okay? I'm going to just leave it at that. I ain't judging that shit. And I'm not even judging Bill Clinton for being a married man, sleeping with a young girl. But the media was ruthless. The press... All the talk show hosts, Conan, Bill Maher, John Stewart, David Letterman, all the fucking, the entire snowflake factory was ruthless. They've all turned. They're all woke now. They show clips. They were shitting on Monica Lewinsky, who at the end of the day, when this was going on, was a 22-year-old Girl, she was a 22-year-old girl. And what I learned from this uh, six-hour uh, uh, Clinton affair thing on A&E is that Monica Lewinsky was ride or die. She wasn't trying to bring down Clinton. And if you don't know much of the story, which I didn't, I'm definitely not talking down to people like I'm Mr. Know-it-all. If you don't know much about the story, but I was, you, I learned a lot about uh, uh, from, this, from this documentary series, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Monica Lewinsky was trying to keep her mouth shut. She tried to do every single thing she could to avoid spilling the beans on what was going on. As grimy as it fucking was between her and Clinton, she wasn't the one who started to... Tr like, she's not the one who, who quote-unquote, ratted him out. She's not the one who fucking ratted him out. The one who's the motherfucker, who's not in the documentary, and I, I, and I can understand why she's not in the documentary. She's probably fucking hiding under some rock under some hole in some fucking hovel somewhere is that bitch. And I don't like to use that word, but she is a fucking bitch. She's an asshole. She's a true rat. She's ruthless. She's the one who brought down fucking Clinton. That motherfucking Linda Tripp. She, that mother... Yo, Linda Tripp is the motherfucker. And, uh... I don't know. I just, yo, I, I, you should check it out. It's really, really good. It's really, really informative. But Monica Lewinsky's story, uh, uh, the way she's sort of like, uh, the way most of us think about her, she wasn't the bad guy. Aside from sleeping with the president who was a married man, yes, a 22-year-old, yeah, I could say she should have known better. Clinton, absolutely, that motherfucker should have definitely known better. Linda Tripp is the fucking, she's the bad guy in all this shit. Um, but it's a really good, uh, a dope, uh, thing on, on A&E called, uh, The Clinton Affair. I really, I really liked it. I am Rappaport Podcast. Um, you're currently listening to a person who has been suspended yet again. I got suspended yet again on fucking Facebook. I'm assuming that most people listening to this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast uh, uh, follow me on some version of social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, one, of, one of the three. So I post these videos. So I posted this video the other day, which you can't see now, but I will be reposting it, um, skewed, explaining my side of the story. I posted this video that was up for about 24 hours of this man and woman standing outside of a parking lot, and the man clearly is scratching underneath the jeans, not outside the jeans. The man has his hand up who I, what I assume is his girlfriend's ass, underneath the jeans, skin on skin. So he's not like touching her jeans outside her pants, like rubbing her ass. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't make, uh, that doesn't make you go viral. He's got his, his hand up her ass. Okay, that's crazy. And then... The video shows him take his hand out of her ass and stick it in front of the woman's face. And the woman, she smells it. She sniffs it and like approves of the smell. And then they go back to like, you know, standing there waiting to get picked up. For like it looks like a cab or something like that. So I saw the video. I did what I do. I narrated it. Yada, yada, yada. 24, 36. I don't fucking know. 
I don't fact check. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We don't fact check anything, nothing, nothing at all. The video gets taken down on Instagram. It's up on Facebook. Day later, video gets taken down on Facebook and I get suspended. Suspended for 30 fucking days. 30 days in the fucking hole from Facebook. Now, a lot of people have said to me, Mike Rapp, you haven't Willie Hutched anybody in a long time. Mike Rapp, we need you to Willie Hutch more people more frequently. And I'm like, listen, the Willie Hutching, uh, this is not planned. It has to happen organically. That's the beauty of the Willie Hutching experience. Well, this cocksucker, this motherfucker, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, I call him Zuck the fuck. You, my friend, are getting Willie Hutched. Miles Jordan, give me that sweet, sweet Willie. Yes, yes, yes. Motherfucking Zuckerberg, you motherfucker, you, you suspend me. First of all, Duke, you funny looking motherfucker, you. There's all kind of naked asses all over both your platforms Facebook, Instagram. But you come after me, the motherfucking gringo man, Dingo, because I am showing one man scratching another woman's ass. And they're enjoying themselves. She didn't have a problem with it. She wasn't violated with it. You suspend me because I post the video. Did you suspend those sick motherfuckers for indecency? Zuckerberg, you dusty sweatshirt wearing motherfucker. You were sitting in a motherfucking high chair when you testified in front of Congress. And you was talking greasy, you was shook on the yard, but you suspend me for this nonsense? Your whole system is suspect, and you worrying about me, Duke? You got motherfucking Russian robots running Facebook, and you suspended me? Putin got multiple accounts, and you coming after me? You mad because Elon Musk is smarter than you, Duke? Are you mad because that motherfucker is smarter than you? You're not Albert Einstein. You ain't Albert Einstein, my man. You're just a goofy motherfucker who wears sweatshirts. Let me tell you something, Duke. Nobody likes you, B. You're not relatable, Duke. You didn't even create Facebook, did you? Them goofy-looking twins, the rowers, they created that shit. I saw the movie. Motherfucker who played you made you even more likable than you really are in real life. In real life, you're not likable, Duke. You was in a motherfucking high chair a few weeks ago testifying in front of Congress. Why was you so nervous, Duke? Why were you sweating? Cut that, Willie. There you have it. So if you do not see me on Facebook for the next 30 days, you now know why. This motherfucker shut me down. He did not suspend the people that were out there playing grab ass, literally playing grab ass. They didn't get suspended. They got off scot-free. I am Rappaport Podcast. One of these stupid hip-hop uh, anniversaries I saw on Chris Rock's page. I had to go after him a little bit. The anniversary release, I don't know if it was the seven years, eight years ago. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's a good record. Uh, but uh, Chris Rock posted a few days ago on his page, uh, eight years ago, the best record of all time was released my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West and I was like wait whoa 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 the best record ever it didn't say the best hip-hop record ever which it's definitely not he said the best record ever and I'm like I had to read it three times like Chris Rock what the fuck are you talking about Duke this is this is not the best record ever you shitting on uh, John Coltrane, a Love Supreme. You're sitting. You're shitting on Stevie Wonder. You're shitting on a whole. That's not even the best hip hop record. That's not even top ten of my personal favorite hip hop records. What the fuck are you talking about? This is the best record ever, and I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, it's got some good songs on it. The shit's uh, imperfect. 
I don't even think it's the best Kanye West record. So I had to go on his page and I was like, says who, Duke? This is not even in my top 10 hip hop records of all time, let alone best records of all time. And then people were like, well, says Chris Rock, Duke. They're calling me Duke. I'm like, nah, Duke. That's not even in my top 10, Duke. And again, over the uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, I didn't have my computer with me. I didn't have the Golden I Am Rapport stereo mics with me. I had my phone with me, but I'm like off, off the top of my head. I'm not even going to state any of the obvious hip-hop records that are better than my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy by corny-ass Kanye West. It's a dope record. There's a lot of dope songs on it, but again, I don't think it's his best record, and it's certainly not the best record, the best album of all time. I'm like, the Beat Nuts first record is better than that. Breaking Adams by Main Source is better than that. Illmatic is absolutely positively a better record than that. We're not mentioning any Jay-Z records or any Tribe records or any other Wu-Tang records. Shit, the best record ever. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta be fucking kiss my motherfucking songs in the key of life, motherfucker. Shit. Chris Rock. I like, I'm a big, big fan of Chris. I know Chris Rock. I like him. I respect him. But sometimes he talks a little bit highfalutin about what he knows about hip hop. Sometimes he talks like in everything he says. And he wasn't even like, what do you think? Uh, slow your roll, Duke. So I had to troll Chris Rock. I'm a fan of him, but I had to do it. I was like, I can't let somebody say something that I don't think is true. Who's got a big voice. Just get away with saying something that I don't think is true, warranted, or valid. So I had to speak my motherfucking truth. That people tried to troll me and blah, 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 blah. But no one else said that uh, was celebrating Kanye West anniversary, 8th, 7th, 8th anniversary of my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Because I don't think anybody else thinks of it that way. I think people think it's a really good record with some dope songs, but not the best record ever. It's not even top 10 hip-hop records ever. Speaking of hip-hop, and I say it in air quotes, this Takashi 69 who I like. I can't stand his music. His music is trash. But the reason why I like Takashi 69 is that he self-admittedly knows his music is trash. I respect that. I respect uh, if somebody knows their music is trash and they're very clear on admitting it. He, he doesn't think he's Rakim. He, he doesn't think he's Guru. He knows his shit is trash. He got locked up, some federal shit. He's all tied into all this gang shit and all this gangster shit and all this stuff. So right now he's locked up. Um, and I think, I feel the way, the way like it, it, stuff's reading. I know somebody who's sort of been following the case closely, who cares a lot about it. I don't care that much about it, but um, it's in the news and all that shit. When Takashi 69 comes out of jail, even if they're saying now he's snitching, it won't hurt him at all. That's one of the things that has changed in hip-hop. It will not hurt him at all. Listen, Rick Ross, one of the biggest rappers of all time, was a corrections officer in jail. 50 Cent brought that out and tried to end Rick Ross's career. It only made Rick Ross better. Uh, Pusha T destroyed Drake. A couple of weeks later, Drake dropped his biggest record of all time. Things done change in this game. Things done change in this game. So if this dude makes it out of prison, it will not stop him or slow his career down at all. You remember last year, maybe about a year and a half ago, This I, somebody helped me. I'm asking the question here. This whole thing was going on in Washington, D.C., with all these young black girls they were saying were disappearing. And uh, there was a whole Bring Our Girls Back campaign. Where are our girls? There was like 27 young black women, girls, young girls, teenagers, this, that, and the other, that had disappeared, that were missing, missing persons. Reports were filed on these people. It was all over the internet. Bring our girls back. Bring our girls back home. Not to be confused with the, the campaign that was going on in Africa. This is in Washington. This was around the time that Trump first got elected. Maybe a few months after that. Whatever happened to that fucking story? Can somebody 
send me, send the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast some information. You know, you could email us anything you want, everything and anything you want at I Am Rapport Podcast, I Am Rapport Podcast at gmail.com. Can somebody uh, fact check and try to get to the bottom of what the fuck happened with that whole situation? Did they ever bring their girls back? I'm not making light of it. But that was like a big, big thing. A lot of celebrities were involved. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Nothing. Um, we're not doing sick fucks of the week uh, on this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. We'll, but we will be back um, three episodes this week. Uh, today, obviously, uh, we're doing primetime premium uh, Wednesday early evening. And then, of course, we're coming back uh, to smack you across the motherfucking face Friday with a smacker. Um, there will be a bunch of sick fucks of the week on those episodes. And of course, uh, as we head into December, we have the tough decision making process to wean out, to wean out the 2018 sick fuck of the year. And trust me, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast Think Tank is going to be working long, hard, and in overtime to try to figure out who is the sickest fuck of 2018 um that being said that being said if i could get to the bottom of who is behind this and this is totally true um a crowdfunding which is like gofundme has put together enough money to open up in these united states of america the world's first consent consent focused robot brothel okay uh this is a brothel um where you can go in there um pick a robot to uh you know be intimate with but but the craziest shit is that it's consent based so the robot has to approve who's fucking it so there's a chance that you can be like oh i want to be with Wendy the robot. And Wendy the robot could be like, nah, Duke, you're not my type. Now, now, where are we at? Where are we at with this shit? Imagine you go to a consent-based robot brothel. You got on some cologne. You put on like a new shirt. You know, you got a little pep in your step. You're like, tonight I'm going to get lucky. You go to the robot brothel. And you're like, yo, I'm trying to get with Wendy. Yo, Wendy, come come here. He's like, you know, talks to the robot. And the robot's like, I'm not fucking with you. What will that do to a motherfucker? How do you think a motherfucker will feel if if he goes and gets rejected by a motherfucking robot hooker? Where do you go from there when you get rejected by a robot? There's no place to go, but you're already at the bottom. Shit's never going to be sweet. Like, you can't walk away from that. It's one thing to go to a, a singles bar, go to a club, and chicks are just not fucking with you. It's a, it's a whole other ball. It's a whole other can of worms to go to a robot consent brothel and get turned down by a motherfucking robot. Yo, this is not... what. Where are we at? I, I, I can't support that. That's not working for me. I feel bad for the dude, the first guy who's going to walk in there with no chick. Like you walk into the the robot bar and you walk out by yourself. You walk out literally mm, with your dick in your hands. I am Rappaport Podcast. Uh, This came from the, the sub magazine of the Hipster Manifesto New York magazine. It's called The Cut. The Cut. Uh, they uh, they put out an article the other day. I can't stand this fucking magazine. I can't stand New York Magazine at all. Why do I read it? Because it's called New York Magazine, and they do have some interesting profiles on people. I know you probably said, why do you read it? That's why, okay? I follow them on, on social media. They put out this article the other day, and the, the, the title of the article, In the Cut, you can look it up. It's called The Cut. The article came out the other day and it says the phenomenon of bud sex, quote unquote bud sex, like buds, like we're buddies. The phenomenon of bud sex between straight rural men. 
They're celebrating this. Now, I don't care what you do. I don't care what anyone does. Gay, straight, hide it, ashamed of it, not ashamed of it. I don't give a fuck. But I'm telling you right now, this is not a motherfucking phenomenon. People are making this shit up because I'm not sitting around the room with like Doug, Danny, and Mark being like, yo, y'all trying to fuck tonight or what? Like that doesn't happen with me. Now, I'm sure that does happen every now and then, but, but why are you celebrating that? See, the hypocrisy of it is, why are you celebrating it? If that's what they're doing, why are you also writing articles about it? And if it's a phenomenon between straight rural men, don't you think those straight rural men that they break down in the article that don't identify as gay, you think they want you blowing them up in the hipster manifesto called New York Magazine? Let them freak off as they want to freak off in private. They want to go horseback riding, climb mountains and shit, and then freak off. That's their business. Why are you blowing up the spot? All right, listen. We've been rocking for an hour. An hour of power. The Power Hour. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Power Hour. Of course, my name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the Pusha T of podcasting. Talked a whole bunch of shit about a bunch of things. Listen, check those records out. Still 1982 by Static Selector and Terminology. Check out Black Thought, Streams of Thought, Volume 2. We will be back Wednesday evening with Prime Time Premium Podcasting. And we'll be back Friday with another smacker. The Rocky I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Chronicles are on the way. Um, Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper. I'm out.